Hello, and welcome to Enough with Your Podcast, where we keep warm with friction as we discuss the greatest television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're tackling the 99th episode in the series, Rites of Spring. 99? Wow, I know. And also just, you know, <laughs> the friction line, the absolute best line of this entire vignette-filled episode, hands down. There are yeah. so many funny lines, but the friction, that's why we're here, is one of my favorites of all time. <laughs> it's very, like, I love it because, you know, I, I, um, Yvonne is such a representation of, like, a certain type of gym person, and that person, that has evolved, but, like, you know, what are you using Still to exists. keep your legs warm? It, yeah, it's like, girl, what do you mean? My legs are fine. <laughs> it's not it's not leg warmers anymore but i'm sure it's like protein or like reps or like the your what's what's your what's your leg day look like you're like i don't know right, exactly. it's like the surf, first time i've ever been here <laughs> yeah i want to do my 20 minutes on the elliptical with all the oldies and then for real I leave. <laughs> for real so so it's funny because you know, this is another vignette episode. We've seen that framed around Mother's Day. We've seen it framed around birthdays. We've seen it framed around money, right? And this one is framed around like losing weight. And I think it's really interesting because, you know, we, we've had many discussions, particularly when Becky has shown up and on our fan-centric episode about the fat phobia on this show and just, just the the perspective on body image, right? And it's like, it's interesting because, you know, a lot hasn't changed, (laughs) but a lot has, at least for myself personally, of like having a much more modern and progressive perspective on body image in terms of like learning to just enjoy wearing what I want to wear and not feeling like even even if I do feel the shame from society to actively try to push through that and just enjoy being myself. And it's really interesting, like watching this episode again and having all their comments when, by the way, they all look phenomenal. Um, it just feels like such tremendous pressure and an exhausting way to live. Yeah, I agree. My first note is, oh boy, a whole episode about dieting, yippee. Like I, um, <laughs> you know, I- <laughs> whoopee. Um, Yeah, I think also like the body positivity movement, while complicated and while not perfect, is is something. And I think it's also like, I think just the fact that like the the term fat phobia is in our is in the general lexicon, and like most people, I would say, have heard that like you shouldn't comment on someone's weight or someone's body or like you know even then even if you think you're being positive, I think like. Right. That is, people are often well-intentioned and like, oh, did you lose weight? Or was that? It's like, you just don't. Yeah, I, w- don't I wouldn't say to. most people. I'd say many. Right. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah. You know yeah. me, too forgiving of a human race. Um. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, you're, you're such an idealist. Um, no, but I, I do think that to your point, I think your point is that we've moved much further from the, the, the time when this episode was actually filmed where it might not have ever entered anyone's consciousness in any way, but now we've done a better job of <laughs> kind of reinforcing those messages. Right, yeah. And Whether I think or not people like, have absorbed them. Exactly, and I think what else is really interesting is like these women are older women, right? And like, so that implies that it just, 
if you're yeah. a woman, I think only really if you're a woman, like it never stops. Like there's never, cause even right. Sophia, Sophia's is like, you know, different cause she's, but she's also so small. Right. So like her thing is like, she's trying to gain back those pounds, but the rest of the girls, I feel like you, you do. And I don't know, like, I feel like as I've gotten older, I have become less self-conscious about more or less everything, yes. you know, not to say I'm not self-conscious at all, but yes. like when I was in my twenties, I was just like, so hyper in my head about like, how do I come off? And like, how do I, you know, all of those things. And I do think that fades as you age and I hope it continues to fade. Right. Um, but it's interesting that at this time, women in their sixties, 50s 60s you know whatever like wouldn't that wouldn't have hit I guess like they're still so self-conscious and also the other thing is like they live in Miami why are you only putting on a bathing suit like in seasonal times you know like it's warm I know I know (laughs) (laughs) seriously but you know what's funny you talk about how Sophia's situation is different which it is but I also think it's exactly the same because I think it's it's it, it, maybe not exactly the same, but it's the same in, in the regard of like, she expects her body to be a certain way, right? And then it's suddenly not. And, and instead of accepting that as you age, your body changes and like, it might look different from year to year. Like she's fighting so wholeheartedly against it and saying she's wasting away and like sort of having this like self-criticism. And I think like almost everyone ages i mean everyone ages but almost everyone has oh my body's not what it used to be or i used to look like this in my 20s or teen years or it was so much easier for me to do xyz when i was younger and that's like a natural thing of course but i think it's it's very related to the whole like looks department where especially women have all this pressure of just like i have to keep doing more and more as i get older because i'm trying to sort of recapture what i used to look like or what i think i should still look like and i it's just it's really fascinating i you know the the actress um justine bateman actually published a book i think it's called face and it's basically like her i i I haven't read it but i've read a few interviews with her about it and it's like her especially as like a public figure, you know, an actress in Hollywood um, who is aging and just talking about all of the money and time and stress and emotion that women spend just on making their face look younger um, and, and wow. all of the pressures of why we have to <laughs> do that. I think it's really, it's the same kind of thing. It's like, you're trying to, you're trying to like sort of fight time and it's it's not it's not our fault. It's the way our society is is shaped. You know, it's not anyone's fault that they are trying to rally against it. But I see Sophia's situation as similar in this: like, I won't just let my body continue to change, kind of thing. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, I think that that's really interesting, and I think it's like, I think that probably on sort of like a surface level especially at the time um yeah you know it's done on purpose like she's trying to gain a pound rather than lose a pound which I think is like see like we you know it's all of it and I think you're totally right right. and I I was also just thinking of like people like Lindy West and Roxanne Gay and like these writers absolutely like honestly they I think they have chosen to but they also would have to even if they didn't choose to like they have to 
they have to bring up their body because if they don't, someone else will. They have to acknowledge it. Someone else always does everywhere. Right. And I think it's the same thing with people like aging in a way is like, if you don't acknowledge it, someone else either will to your face or they will totally unnecessarily, even if it completely doesn't relate to the work or like the piece that you're talking about or something like that. Um, And so I think that that also just points to like how very present um, the physical, your physical appearance is, even when it has nothing to do with what, you know, like, even if you're just speaking, even like, like us, like we, like, you know, I think people who have audio, um, like podcasts or whatever, I think if you're any level of notoriety, someone is going to comment on your body. And I think that that also like on a lower, like a much obviously like lower social level here, that's sort of what they're all kind of like reckoning with and yeah like it's so illogical because also they say the party's in two weeks so I I mean I don't know what kind of tactics you're doing but like it's pretty difficult to lose weight in two weeks without something that's extremely unhealthy like significant weight yeah something that's bad for your body totally yeah I I mean I think you're so right (laughs) (laughs) oh my god oh my god it just makes my my heart and my stomach ache. Um, the whole idea of like, you have to sort of preempt comments about your body because you have it in your mind. Totally, when you were saying that about like, uh, you were saying, you know, especially like about like Roxane Gay's like, yeah, I mean, it, it follows me everywhere, right? Like even yeah. like just a chair that somebody provides for me to sit in, right? I have to deal with like, like planning out where I go, right? Because somebody somewhere, even if they don't say it verbally, is going to think it and they're going to fuck up the situation, right? And it, that's how deep this stuff goes. And I, it reminds me of when women will make it a comment like, oh, oh God, my, you know, my hair looks so bad today. And you're just like, no, it doesn't. Like, you look great. You just got a blowout. What are you talking about? You know, or like yeah. you go over to somebody's house and they're like, I'm so sorry. It's such a mess. And you're like, you spent two hours cleaning before I came over. Like, it's weird. Like we have this messed up thing in our society where you have to sort of like insult yourself first to get ahead of any potential comments, whether internal or actually verbalized that people might make like those judgments. And it really fucks with us, you know? And it, you know, I mean, as, as you see here, there's like all of the things that, the women do to like try to make themselves more beautiful more youthful more accepted it's really yeah it's really like fascinating and sad yeah and I think also like that like we do it as like a self-preservation thing because like you can see how flustered um yes. I think it's Dorothy who gets on the scale and like you know they see it and they're like the scale's broken or and then like rose you know like they're making comments about each other but when they have to respond to the comments about themselves i think that's why we try to get it in um in front of anyone else um and it's also just like it's it's hurtful yeah exactly um it's so bizarre to me like i i love seeing them as roommates and i love seeing them do like normal roommate things um but like all of you weighing yourselves in the kitchen, like that's, no, I do not like that. I, I do feel like it makes sense. And especially like, you know, like in this larger context that we're talking about, but like, what are you, what are you guys doing? Put the scale away. You look great. Um, I know. And then like, know. you know, like <laughs> the decision to go to a gym together, I also think is, is very 
roommate or very like even friend you know like if you're like okay we're gonna we want to get fit so we're gonna go together and we're gonna go to this like we picked up this health club and like you right. know I feel like it's like a it is a thing that that groups of people really do together um and like they pick this I feel like it's just basically like um what's that women's gym is that curves um maybe oh, it is curves you uh, know like <laughs> no I think it is curves I think it's curves yeah yeah, yeah. you know those types totally. of like all women like pro fitness people like Yvonne <laughs> Right. Well, what I what I do like at least about that, not necessarily saying it has like the most pure origins or like reasons behind it, but like if you are trying to do something or change something about your habits or your lifestyle, it's much easier if every single person in your household is doing the same thing, right? It's the same right. idea of like okay. Sophia bakes a cake and puts it in fucking front of them. Like, you're just like, right. this is, I'm trying to eat healthy and that's not going to happen. Right. And it's just funny, the excuses that you make too. Um, but again, I, I don't, I don't blame any of these women for any of this. I don't blame anyone even in 2022 for any of this because it's so pervasive in our culture I just think it's important for yourself to start questioning these things and to start listening how you talk to yourself and how you think about your body and all of that right it's like it's so interesting because I think it there you also get messages from media like this even if you didn't have some fucked up thoughts about your body that maybe you should and it's it's really hard it's really hard to present like some commentary, which of course this episode is not doing, right? It's not making any sort of point about how you should just love your body as it, as it is. <laughs> That's what we're none. bringing into this from There's a different perspective. <laughs> There's none of that. But like, you know, even if it was there, it's still talking about, you know, looking good in a bikini and going to the gym and like all of these different things. And it's, it's really, it's just fucking hard to parse. So yeah. I don't blame anyone. I just, I just hope people can find, you know, like day by day to just get a little bit closer to not caring as much. <laughs> you yeah. Know? So, if you anyway. can't love yourself, but... how are you going to love somebody else? RuPaul. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Never nice attribution. I love it. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> can I just say that pasta for breakfast is like totally my thing? I hate American yeah, I, breakfast food. I you know really what? I don't. I actually remember like working it. with you and you ate mac and cheese for breakfast. I believe on more than Absolutely. one occasion. Absolutely. Yeah, I was like, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, Egg sandwich, fuck that. Yeah, I got time. Um, <laughs> okay, I do want to talk about the scene in the gym, though, because um, oh, absolutely. first of all, like, you know, we've talked about Yvonne. Her outfit, like, the outfits are so 80s aerobic. It is like you're oh, somebody... So threw them up and also somebody was like they gotta be black and silver which somehow rather than like the neon colors I think adds more to the like ridiculous look um, oh yeah oh yeah also did you I, see the size of the rhinestones on the headbands yes, oh <laughs> they're my huge God. I feel like that's gonna weigh they're down. massive um, <laughs> it's honest? like Sophia going to Rose like do they come in a headband <laughs> <laughs> exactly sorry I just want to say when they're talking about like the serious about training thing, you know, like I thought you were serious about working out. It reminds yeah. me so much of the alarm system guy who tries to like yeah, yeah, the scary like, guy. Sense of alarm. But Rose, it's You're interesting right. that Rose is not tricked by Yvonne, which does kind of make sense because like yes. she's not going to spend money on stupid stuff like this. But Dorothy and Blanche really buy into it, and I think it's yeah. it, you never Dorothy like 
it's not exactly Dorothy's like MO to do something like this, but it's also not not in her, you know, like she can be swayed by like a persuasive salesperson. Um, and I think it's really fun that she, she does buy into it. I like that it's her and that Rose, like, just like is in her little sweats looking so cute. (laughs) She's so great. I'll stick with my sweatsuit, my PF flyers. Like I, yeah, I love that Rose is the voice of reason here. And I think to your point of how like it's not not Dorothy, but it also is kind of not her. I think in this situation, it is because of how she says seriousness. And Dorothy is gonna like put, you know, like like it's almost like in her pursuit of something, she's gonna try to do it a hundred percent. Um, and I think that that is the the key difference here with like the security system. The security system, she could see the playing off fear, but like she can't see the manipulation here as much because she's already set her mind to like do something. And this woman's telling her like to do it right, you have to do all of these things. And I and yeah, I think it's really easy for her to side with Blanche as well. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's really, sure. it's just so great. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, well. So when they're stretching. Rue is like doing a full split it's like it works with her character but it's very impressive in real life um and yeah like all of the all of the surrounding outfits are really funny too it's like they really created an atmosphere here that sometimes they just are like okay here's a here's a hotel room and it's also going to double as like you know like a meeting place it's all like they, this is somebody put in some work here <laughs> totally oh god I'm Yvonne and this is it. When they're actually exercising, they all have shit-eating grins. They're all like having so much fun, particularly Rose with the windshield wipers, which I think is so great. (laughs) But it is kind of funny because it's like, you know, like you think about, like they actually make a comment, like all that money, we only went twice, right? And they were like actually having fun. Like, yeah, they got suckered into these dumb outfits. Um, but they actually were like enjoying themselves. And it is just funny, like that, that thread is just sort of like, you know, like hanging out there, like they actually enjoyed themselves, but they still couldn't make it back. Right. I think that's just a testament to building a habit, (laughs) but like, but it's not like a lot of these vignettes end, particularly like the Eduardo one that ends in real disappointment, right? Like they actually end in like, oh, we actually had a good time. liked working yeah, out exactly. I, I don't know it's it's one of those things that's just really interesting about building a habit in your life because I also every time I work out I feel great after and I feel really like you know like oh I'm, I'm motivated to do this again and again but it's like the getting there it's getting to yeah. that point early on of how hard it is to keep coming back so it's just it's really funny <laughs> yeah and I think like you know their, their story of like all that money we only went twice like that is also such a motivating factor at least like for me in terms of like going to the gym like uh you know my gym is the Y so it's not very expensive but I'm still like well I know that I'm paying for it and so I am more um apt to go um but yeah like I think it's also like you know it's just part of the fitness trend too everybody was joining health clubs everybody was joining this type of health club too that was like it's just not like your normal, like you can't just go in and do your stuff and then leave. It's like, there's a whole yeah. do about it. Um, which also yeah, like exactly. makes sense with like what you were saying about Dorothy being like, we have to, we have to really commit. Um, and then I think it's interesting, like, again, like this is, they're talking about two weeks, right? So like Blanche is talking about when yeah. they're in the kitchen after this vignette and Dorothy's like, we're facing some long, painful, hunger, pain filled nights like how much weight one how much weight are you trying to lose 
and number two, like it is like not that long of a time. And like, you cannot physically lose, I don't know. I'm assuming it's like 20 pounds at least in two weeks without truly like starving yourself. So yeah, it's all just like a little bit like wrapped up and, you know, and like, I guess like nobody's examining like the, I don't know, like the physiological effects of this, but um, yeah. it's, it's like, it's it just so facetious. Like the whole thing is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. It's, <laughs> but also I love the logic of like, it has to be two weeks. Exactly. <laughs> it's such a perfect way to make an excuse to eat a cake. <laughs> that's how yeah exactly works. exactly <laughs> oh, um so we should should we talk about eduardo <laughs> i said go on eduardo sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I i mean there's so many great lines like you know the uh, i said go on eduardo a chair you can pump up and down bubbling with sensuality just below the surface well that's a relief all this time i thought it was gas and then when they have their <laughs> bubbles on their heads like what what yeah. <laughs> it's so perfect but it's great because obviously not only you know do we have um uh the return of patrick vaughn you know here as eduardo with his you know collar upturned and basically the same accent but just like a little bit more played out yeah <laughs> and a beard but um <laughs> have you ever been a fruit before um but <laughs> What I thought was funny is that similar to when we discussed the Laszlo episode, right? The the show gets more and more comfortable with actually explicitly calling out the archetypes as Debbie Macy and Wendy Burns Arnolino have pointed out that like these four women represent, right? He actually says he calls Dorothy like a Greek goddess and he calls Mm. Rose an earth mother. And I just, it's really fascinating of like how it's just so explicit. Like, I guess I never, I haven't been as aware just because I hadn't been reading so much scholarship about the Golden Girls before, but obviously these archetypes are always in my mind subconsciously, but it's just really funny in this very funny little scene to see them called out so explicitly, just like in the Laszlo episode. Yeah. Yeah. And also this scene has such a sensory memory for me. Um, you know, I feel like the the scent of like the perm, you know, like, you know, that smell I'm talking yeah. about from the hair salons, like it just permeates. And I remember um, like, I was so put off by that chemical smell when I was a kid that I would like, yeah, uh, you know, like there was like a neighbor of mine who had a pool, but to get to the pool, you had to walk through her home, which had like a home salon. And I would like weigh yeah. whether or not it was worth it. Cause I was like, Oh, that smell and I just feel like you could smell it from like across the street it just I feel like the salon has that when you walk in and like hits you like a wall um and it's you know like yes. the Miami Beach hair salon <laughs> for little ladies it's like it's a it's a real place I guess and I feel like also Eduardo is such a a figure there's an episode also of the nanny that was um supposed to be a backdoor pilot um where like the, oh, really? the salon owner yeah he's younger than Eduardo but it's the same sort of like sexy masculine stylist who's like not gay but like really uh you know has some prior to the word metrosexual being there like that type of energy um and I feel like that's such a figure for uh like such a device for sitcoms when they're using a salon scene yeah totally (laughs) it's so interesting oh man I yeah now I'm I'm having like a visceral reaction to that smell (laughs) 
<laughs> I know, right? It puts you in a place. Oh. oh, ridiculous. Um, what you know? So there's the line after this vignette, like they talk about, like where they're like, um, maybe we don't even have to worry about our bodies, right? And they're like, that's like the most promising line there. But then of course it's like it's just a change in mindset. And you're like, but I don't understand why you're trying to change yourself. (laughs) It's kind of hilarious. Like, (laughs) I know what is the issue here, right? It's like this, it's this hidden there there's, it's never explicitly stated like that they've all been slipping or whatever it is. And to your point, you're like, it's Miami. It's the same weather all year. (laughs) Like what's the deal? Um, (laughs) It's really fascinating, but, um, but I do, I do love the, the final, you know, like the scene here, especially because we see Dorothy balancing her checkbook, which is just like, oh man, the memories are like being off by a few pennies. And you're like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> this is too much. I know. And then like when Sophia like guilts her and she's like, you know, in Sicily, a few I pennies, know. it's like, but if you're not in Sicily, who cares? <laughs> oh my God, so funny. Inserting bullets into your victim manually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but so when, when Stan comes in with this, you know, self-help culty thing, it actually reminds me of Landmark forums. Are you familiar with Maybe, Landmark? Yeah. I mean, this is like such a, such a thing. Stan, oh, this yeah, type of seminar. For sure. Totally. I had a, I had an old roommate who went to Landmark often and would constantly try oh, to get no. me to go until like, yeah. we had to have a real sitting down, <laughs> a real chat about... <laughs> I understand proselytizing is part of the deal, but I am not interested. And yeah, it's really, <laughs> it's really just, it's fascinating. Like don't begrudge people who get out of anything out of it, but it always crosses the line, right? It always crosses the line to like, try to push other people into doing something they don't want to do. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. But, um, it's, it's like a pyramid scheme, basically. Um, oh yeah. Have, like, oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's how you just, do it go to therapy like no and it's so stand too to go to one of these things and and also like Dorothy's skepticism in, in responding when she's like it's going to change all of your lifelong hang-ups it's going to repair all of your damage in two days and then he's like it takes three yes. days and that is just I love that representation because I actually think like <laughs> all three of so these funny. vignettes are so like what people did like they were like okay like how can I change myself it's like I can get fit I can obviously go to like one of these salons or like the mindset thing. It's like, if you're actually feeling like you're in some kind of rut mentally, like there are other things you can do for sure. But like, you know, there are real mental health professionals or like coaches or something like that. But I think at this time, like what was accessible was this type of realization seminar. Yeah. Well, and then Dorothy makes the comment about swamis, which is pretty racist, oh, but yeah. it's just I like, like you know, but, yeah. but I know, I know. And it's like, it's just not like there's some white dude behind it, right? <laughs> like, give me a break. Right, exactly. But like, yeah, that, that was all in vogue, you know, of just like, oh, well, the messages from the East and like, you know, I mean, it's, uh, it's just ridiculous. Um, but like, yeah, they... <laughs> it's funny because it is and can be a life-changing experience in a lot of ways as as uh, Stan says but then also as Dorothy points out it's like you know you said the same thing after your vasectomy like there's a lot of different ways to to pursue you know uh life-changing mindsets um than sort of buying into these uh these shticks um (laughs) they can't teach you anything that anyone with any common sense doesn't already know I didn't know that 
a visual yeah. aid. <laughs> a lot of so good great. like exchanges. I love Stan. Oh, I love oh my Stan god! I'm glad he's back. Yeah, it's so it was so funny. I'm I'm happy. Yeah, he presented this little vignette here. Also, every time he walks in, I just think more and more. I'm just like, man, he has such good radio voice. <laughs> He does, and I love his style. As I mentioned, like I, I feel like sixty-year-old Miami retiree in the eighties is like my spring aesthetic. So I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> I love a tracksuit. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> oh man, um, I do also want to point out that Sophia calls him a schmo, not a yucks. No, which I kind of like. I feel like it's scene. an interesting diversion. Like, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's nice. Um, and just one more thing, just harkening back all the way to the beginning, I just wanted to, I forgot to talk about when Dorothy is calling out um, Sophia for losing one pound. And mm. she's like, thank you, Renee Descartes. And, and she, she makes a comment about how she doesn't need arithmetic, right? And it's so funny because, so I was a philosophy minor in college. And of course, Rene Descartes is most famous for his contributions to philosophy. He's the, I think, therefore I am guy. Cartesian dualism, et cetera, et cetera. Like there's, there's a lot there, but it's so funny because it's like, it, it's interesting to see him cited as like for his contributions to mathematics, which I actually had to look up to be like, he was a big math guy. Okay. Yeah. He was a big math guy. And it's really just fascinating. Here. <laughs> like, you know, Sophia delivers it so well. And it's the same thing when it's like Mrs. Kierkegaard later on um, in, in a future episode, but it's like, she constantly, is like pulling these sort of like deeper cut references, you know, it's really interesting. But I just, I just wanted to point that out that I was like, wow, even I didn't know how much <laughs> Rene Descartes contributed to mathematics. Thank you, Sophia Petrillo for pointing it out. <laughs> yeah, we love, like, yeah, I love that. It's also like, you know, like Sophia is a pretty well-read intellectual person. And I feel like just like her references yeah. in these moments are like, that's when you see it um you know Rose totally. isn't gonna know who Renee Descartes is so I love it <laughs> exactly exactly it's but it's just funny because it's like if you actually th thought about having to write a line um that like where you referenced a famous mathematician <laughs> at this time you're like wait where, what would it be <laughs> you know I mean, it's too hard to deliver it doesn't have the same that's no true time, so. <laughs> that is very true exactly exactly so but anyway you know it, it's obviously we have a lot to talk about in this one and not necessarily in the themes it directly presents but it's um it's still it's still a very funny episode and you know i always enjoy a good a good sort of clip show vignette it's it's really it's a nice it's a nice ride yeah, yeah. The only other thing I have is like, it's interesting that they all kind of like brag on Dorothy all the time, but they also all want to be her best friend. Like they're all sort of pining for that yeah. title at the very, very end. Um, and it's very like Laszlo when she's like, it's so, I'm talking about both of you. I, I even like conflate them in my mind. I'm like, it is all of you, you know, like it's, I, they, I think it it's is the exact all same of sort of, yes, that's, thank you. I wasn't going to do it, but <laughs> um, <laughs> And I love their little like revelation that it's uh the party's two weeks from Sunday now, so it's like an extra day. No, exactly. No, yeah, it has to be exactly that. two weeks. <laughs> exactly. That's all it takes. <laughs> oh my god, ridiculous! But but yeah, it's it's a good time. It was yeah. fun. 
And guess what? The next episode is the hundredth episode. Oh my gosh. Wow, a hundred episodes. Exactly. So join us next time. We're going to discuss the prospect of Frida Claxton and Vincenzo the contractor being Dorothy's real parents. (laughs) (laughs) Take care, everybody.